If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Two Seminole headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Headliner questions coming your way. Uh, I'm sure we have a lot of angst-ridden, you know, just laments to go through, but there's probably some really pertinent questions in there as well, so should be fun to answer those. We'll do it in a second. Birch Orthodontics, yay, Dr. Birch, who I haven't seen in over a month. Dr. Birch, I'm coming for you. You got to pay up. Did you... (laughs) Oh, that's what did, I thought you meant for your kids. Did Clark, did Clark, is Clark done? No, he's not done, but his mother took him to the last uh, appointment. So mm. I, I didn't get a chance to give Dr. Birch a hug. I kid Dr. Birch. I know you're good for it. I just, Listen. I need to, I need to swing by and, and, and get an update, but Clark is coming along really nicely. I think he's got like six months left. Maybe. I, I'm going to guess some people gave out some braces for Christmas. Isn't that a good mm. gift? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, your 12 year old goes to the tree and they pull out hey, and they've got a little, you're getting braces going to virtual orthodontics starting next week. And if, and if they're smart kids that listen to the headlines, yeah. they're excited because they know Dr. Birch is the best in the business and uh, virtualorthodontics.com is the web- website. They have free consultations. Uh, they, they just do tremendous work, great customer service, payment plans. They understand that, you know, it's tough to, to, you know, financially to handle, to take the hit. So they'll work with you from a financial standpoint and uh, can't recommend them highly enough. And virtualorthodontics.com is a website. You know, if you give your kid braces for Christmas, you should tell them to stand there as they're reading through it and understanding what that gift is and then <laughs> smack them. Yeah. And just be like, Merry Christmas. There you go, guys. Yeah. Just like a, a, a slight, a slight tap. <laughs> kind of like uh, with SIGs. Yeah. Oh, Signetti. Signetti, yeah, the great Indiana head coach. Just, You've just all Googled a, him. Just a little, got, little yeah, tap a little, on the face. I'm sure we've got a coach speak coming up later in the week, maybe Friday again. So uh, I don't know if Sigs has had any more press conferences, but <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. Uh, all right. First one up, we go with, uh, with Mike. He writes, hey, guys, happy new year. Rough ending to a great season. But looking back, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Hmm. I would. I'd trade it for a playoff berth. Me too. I'd I'd have liked to have been in New Orleans for New Year's (laughs) Eve. I would have. He goes on to say, my question is, if we can't pull a quality linebacker from the portal in the next couple of weeks, is it time for Randy Shannon to go? Yes. Yes, Mike. Yes. Okay. Uh, It was time already for him to go. But that's my opinion. Ira doesn't share that opinion. Corey doesn't necessarily share that opinion. Linebackers played pretty damn well all year, so I'm not not ready to fire the guy. Um, 
I will say this though, that yeah, they're in, if you go to warchant.com, Michael Langston's got a big portal breakdown of uh, targets available and they're, they're in, they're active with some really talented linebackers. So we'll see how that goes, but you can check that out at warchant.com. They definitely need uh, an addition or two in the position group. I think we would all agree on that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Burke writes, were there any negative or positive assessments that you didn't predict that came out of that orange bowl performance? Well, we like, already so, talked about one. Brock Glenn's a positive performance, well, I thought. So is he saying things that were worse than we expected? Or what, is, what was better the or worse than better, we better or worse. Uh, going in? And, and I said Brock Glenn, to me, was better than I expected. I know the numbers are the numbers, but we all know if you watch that game, there were some real positives there from him. And then in terms of negativity, I don't – I agree with the guys here. It is hard to take much out of that game. I don't know that there was anything that was exposed in that game that I didn't already kind of think, hmm, they need to do a little bit better here or there. You know, one thing I was I was pleased by is a guy like Patrick Payton has struggled with his emotions at times. Yes. And I thought he handled the situation. I was worried he might get into a fight. By the or, way, he subsequently has handled his emotions well by re-signing telling everybody he's yeah. coming back. Yeah. I yes. mean, look yeah. how far we've come from I'm going into the portal, F this, I'm sitting on my couch tweeting stupid stuff out to, I'm back, baby, let's go. And I saw him on the sideline just being positive. So, again, that, that was that's something I, I liked uh, during the game. Um, you know, Hussey was a guy I think that, you know, I'm feeling better about at linebacker is a potential guy that could be in that rotation. Safety. Or not Hussey, I meant to say Cryer. My bad. Thank you. Golly, uh, thank Cryer. God I'm here. Yes. I'm like thanks, your translator. Man. Really? I do it a lot with Brady, so I'm, I you're, have practice. You're uh, you're my you're Herb Street to my corso. <laughs> oh, no. That's don't right. do that, Ira. Yeah. Uh, I, unlike uh, game day, we'll let you go a lot faster than Yes, that. right. Yeah. We're not going to have you <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> We're not doing the thing where Corey's got his arm around you to complete a sentence. I'm not yeah. doing it. I, I oh, man. for you. I asked Corey this last night in a text, Jeff. I didn't text you about it because I, I figured you were probably sleeping. But I texted Corey Naslon. Has any sports media, like, uh, of, of a high stature, you know, I'm, I know Dan Wolken and some of the, like, riffraff have gotten taken beatings on on social media. Has anybody at the level of an herb, or, excuse me, of um, Kirk Herb Street – taking a beating like he did last night his mentions i can't even imagine what his mentions were last night and it's not going away anytime soon yeah Though people will especially this fan base will never forget this never because he was the guy and again i know he doesn't run the committee but he was the guy carrying the water for the committee and how it was clear that alabama and texas clearly had to be in the playoff over florida state yeah. and and I'm it telling you, and also the the argument that it's the four best to yes. me, Alabama looked like a team that needed a miracle to beat Auburn. Yes. That's what that offense looked just like they'd looked for a lot of the year. Again, as you said earlier in the first hour, that was not an Alabama team that had one bad night and beat everybody sixty to seven. They were that was an average ass Alabama team. Now I don't mean it was an average ass college football team for Alabama. Right. That was about as average an Alabama team as we've seen in 15 years, and they got the benefit of the doubt because of a miracle 4th and 31 pass. When I promise you Tate Rodemaker could have played as well at that position as Milrow did. Milrow, with the seven sacks and 116 yards, that's one of the worst performances a college football quarterback's ever had in a playoff game. And, and I agree with all that. I do think Michigan's defense is very good. 
Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, I, I just Before, said the hard part. But Florida State's defense would have done that. To, yeah. to I, I I think Florida State's defense would have had a chance to do that as well. Yes. Um, I just I hate what it does to all of us in this. I hate I hate Twitter. I hate all of it. It's like you cannot have a nuanced anything there. Like you can't say like I agree that Florida State's defense would have terrorized Milrow. I think it's pretty obvious they struggle to protect him. I also think Michigan's defense is really effing good and exposed yeah. that weakness in a way that probably would have been problematic for Florida State's offensive line. But don't you think Florida I mean, like, State you can't have these conversations? That's the point, though. Is especially of the course year like it is. This, of course if you're going if you're gonna jump a team, then it has to be clear. Yeah, and it sure. was never clear. No, it was they, never clear. I agree. This was not the year to do that. Right. Like right. I, that's what I was saying before. They're all like, about the been, same. Right. Everybody's about the same. There's all there's a lot of pretty good teams. Florida there State have been is in years. that mix. There have been years, even though I laugh at SEC fan bases and roll my eyes at the benefit of the doubt that they get. There have been years where I've said, and it's pissed off of this fan base, the four best teams in America are in the SEC. There have been years like that where I've just thought, man, you can think what you want to, but this is the four. These are the four or five best teams. This wasn't that year. The SEC had it handed to them several times. Texas rolled into Alabama and beat their ass. That yep. USF game did happen. Auburn did lose by 31 to New Mexico State. They had a losing record against the ACC. We can go on and on and on of examples that this wasn't the year to carry the water. Yeah, but they so. did. They did, and now they can't win a championship. Well, that part is awesome. Um, if 2023 Orange Bowl FSU played 2020 FSU, what would the final score be? <laughs> That's a great 2020 FSU had Jordan Travis. Um, so I would say, I think 2020 FSU wins. Ooh. 10 to 6? No, no. There'd be a lot of points because of those two defenses. I would say 33 to 30 at 2020 because you have Jordan Travis, you know, and he's throwing a pokey. Yeah, I don't even want to wrap. My and you mind had around. you had Webb, you had you had the uh, the wet the what 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 would I call it? Web the Webb, web toe backfield. Web toe backfield with Toafili and Webb. Garrett writes, if if DJU really wanted seagull, to be, it was the seagull backfield. Seagull, Webb toe, Webb yeah. something, yeah. 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 Uh, Garrett writes, if DJU really wanted to be here and is a better fit scheme wise. Why didn't we pull the trigger earlier? I get that Ward has upside, but would he have been worth the money? And do we think he would have brought the same enthusiasm that DJU is bringing to the job? I mean, um, just he's a better quarterback. I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think they wanted – Cam Ward was one. DJ was two. DJ went through the recruiting process. He knows how things work. Cam Ward decided he didn't want to come or play college football anymore. And uh, so you moved to your second option, which is DJ. I do think um, – the one aspect of what he's writing there is probably accurate. Probably would have cost you less. Well, it, you, here's the it. Yeah, well, true, but I still think you're the money you would have spent on Cam Ward, you're not spending on DJ. No, 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 no I, I get it. I'm just saying, had they realized, yes, like, okay, correct. screw it, yeah, we're going to go with DJU, and, right? Because he left here. He was on a high. He couldn't wait to sign. He was ready to be at FSU. You could have got him probably yeah. a lot of cheaper uh when do we find trey wants to know when we find out when texas and bama are invited to play in the championship game <laughs> yeah i mean bama almost won that game yeah. you gotta throw that out there uh by the way we haven't talked about it um 
if Washington had lost that game, it would have been the worst, most painful loss in college football history. I can't even think of a close second. And I know about all the Hail Marys. And I know about all the last second wins. I'm a historian of this sport. That would have been by far the worst loss I've ever seen. I also like I when when they got the ball back, I yeah. stopped kind of paying attention. Yeah, it was over. Well, I knew see, and I knew they were gonna I with two timeouts and a minute twenty, you're like, okay, Texas is still gonna get the ball back with eleven seconds left. That's what I but, but that was my that was my thought. Yeah. And then yeah. so when the when they had the stoppage I didn't even know why it was stopped. And I'm just, and I, so I'm, I just started paying attention again. And I'm like, what the, what just happened here? Yes. How did this? And then I go to Twitter and the first thing I see is a bunch of people mentioning Cristobal and I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. What did these idiots do? Well, so well, he got his, he got his running back hurt for handing off for no reason, handing off and basically telling him dive down. Why would you not just have your quarterback take a knee? If that's the plan anyway, he's not even trying to get a first down. He's not running hard. You're handing him the ball to dive forward. Pennix can dive forward. But also, my man, I don't care if your foot has been knocked off your leg. Get up. Get your ass up. I know. And have your lineman carry you to the sideline. We cannot have this clock stop. So, as it was happening, uh, this is this. You're right, Ira. You were right not to text me because I was laying down. Now, here's the thing I've got the (laughs) game on, I've got the game on. Washington is who I'm rooting for. I want Washington Washington to win the national title. I've always liked the program. I like their coach. I like Penix a ton. I think those are awesome uniforms. You're a big Steve Ittman guy, right? You love Steve Steve Ittman. Yes, absolutely. Um, But Washington broke the Miami winning streak. There's all the stuff I love about Washington. Now they're going to get to Vancouver. Now they get to vanquish the cheaters. I mean, it's it's all yeah. we're all everybody. You need to be cheering for Washington. And I visited that campus. I ran down that field. I love it. Everything about it. So I'm rooting for them. And when they're up two scores that late in the game, I'm like, we got this. All right, Washington, way to go. So my brain is kind of shutting it down. Like it's time to go nighty night. It's late for Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Daddy doesn't stay up this late. I mean, and then I just had a late night on New Year's. Man, right, it's right, live. Right. I'm done dealing. I'm old. So I rolled over. But I have the timer set up for 15 minutes, so just in case anything weird happens, right? Because you can never know. What do you mean you have a timer, like your alarm clock? No, the TV timer to shut off. Oh, I see. It's a shut off. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, because my wife gets mad when I leave the TV on, so she's like, yeah. So I roll over, and I'm starting to fall asleep, and then Texas scores, and I'm like, eh. And then I'm going further (laughs) asleep, and I'm like, what are we doing? And I sit up, and I can hear them. Why is there drama in McDonough's voice? Yeah, why am I concerned about what's happening in my dreams? Like, I can hear, like, and look at this. I'm like, no, 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 What? look at what? What is happening? Yeah. But part of me, you know, because I think we, we've talked about this before, when coaches do unbelievably dumb things, you kind of want to see them penalized. But not so, that. <laughs> so not, a, little, not, yeah. a little part of me is like, you know what? The football guys need to give them this loss because of what you just did. But then I'm like, no, 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 Washington, you need to win this game. And then the catch that probably wasn't a catch, but they couldn't reverse it. And I'm like, this is how they're going to lose this freaking game. It reminded me a lot of the uh, FSU-LSU game in New Orleans. uh, Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you're like, this is cataclysmic. I can't believe they're going to lose this game. I can't believe they're about to lose this game. By the way, that kid, the DB who swatted the ball away on the fourth down play, I don't care about the SWAT. That's what you do. The the coverage is picture perfect. Yeah. He does everything right. 
And that shows you how secure he is. He's that he's six yards deep in the end zone. A lot of people are like, why aren't you up on the line, right? No, he no, no, gets no. that he's strong enough, fast enough, and reactionary that he's going to make that play. It's perfect. He allows him to drift, and then it's like, let's get that out of here. This yeah, let's go celebrate. Let's go yeah, celebrate. Was, and where's so that running casual. back? Where's that running so back? Casual. I got something to say to him. We yeah. shouldn't even be in this position, man. Yeah. They would have had to throw a Hail Mary from the tent. It's just funny how casual he's like, get that nonsense yeah. out of here, this nonsense. You're not making this play. It was beautiful. Uh, I feel like none of these four teams have the defense that our team does, writes Miss Webb. I think we could have won this thing even with Tate. Do you guys I, agree? I think Michigan's Michigan has a very good defense. Very think, good defense. I think I, Alabama's and, and, defense is decent. To, again, average for an Alabama defense, but good for a college football defense. But, yes, Florida State fit right in with Tate Rodemaker with all four of those teams. Yeah, and I, the one uh, one take that I would take back from the season is between Michigan's cheating and who they play on offenses they play. I didn't know their defense. I knew their defense numbers were incredible. I wasn't sure that they were that good. Yeah, they're they're very very good. Yeah, the the, the area Florida State would have a hard time beating Michigan in is that I don't think Florida State can block Michigan. Right, and that would have been a long day then. And it would have been. I I honestly think the game would have looked a lot like the Clemson game, where you're just you're throwing up balls yeah. to your two receivers. That's frustrating. You hold just, them, yeah. but you you're hope they go make plays. Uh, they agree. they certainly would have challenged those Michigan corners a lot more than Alabama did. I think I think what I will say this as much as I hate the cheater and as much as he's really annoying and, and difficult. To, what he has built though is a fun team in this sense. Their lines of scrimmage, like they are hell-bent on playing a certain way and they play off of each other very well. That is very physical. They they create the thing that – Mike Norvell did a good job of this a couple of years ago uh, when he had to, when he was depleted. But they create the extra gap with numbers. They do it all the time. Yeah. They'll do those super uh, heavy sets and those overloads. Man, they are, they're going to run the ball it against anybody. It is impressive, but it's like, man, you're watching that game from an aesthetic standpoint. You know, like, you're okay, yeah. Alabama's going to run the wing tee with Milrow, yeah. and then Michigan's got nine guys at the line of scrimmage at the 40-yard line. Yeah. No, it, it's, 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 it's not it's not aesthetically pleasing. It, and that's the thing. I, I hate it on Twitter that it became a classic game. Right. It was a great finish. I, it was a really fun finish. It was a really boring game. It was bad, a really boring defensive game. Bad, bad special teams. Bad quarterback Michigan play. Michigan's special quarterback teams play. was dreadful. Yeah. Alabama had good special teams. Michigan's special teams was yeah. awful. That Michigan kid that came in to catch that last punt, that Bless fumbled it at the one. If Alabama recovers it, and this is a legitimate question, does he just go uh, <laughs> yeah. Ted Kaczynski in the woods? <laughs> For 30 years, like he can't go back to Ann Arbor. He actually, the, the thing is, he can be lauded for this because the moment of panic one would feel right when you drop that ball and it spins an extra beat to the one and is yeah. going to the end zone. That moment, and then having the wherewithal, obviously, it's your job, but to go back and pick it up, he gets hammered and withstand the hit. Yeah, well, withstand the hit and hold on to the ball like yeah. that. Good on you, son. That's about as good as you could do given In those the circumstances. panic that you initiated this After, why are you fair catching a ball at the six with 40 seconds left oh, before it, overtime? It, it, this happens all the time, by the way. If you watch football at any level, I still see guys raise their hand to fair catch at the four. In the NFL, I'm like, yeah. what are we doing? Stop doing that, everybody. 
Travis writes, yet another year of not watching the playoff games. When is it realistic for a timeline to be for Florida State to make it back to, say, the final four? I mean, if they go nuts in the portal, who it could happen. But yeah. but I would think probably two years. years. Two years but, I mean, the final four is uh, you got to win two games, right? So if they win the ACC next year, they're in the playoff. Right. And then you, right. you probably get a home game. So you can win a home game over Liberty. And then, uh, then, you know, you maybe, I mean, it's, it's yeah, possible. You can see a path. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think they'll go to the final four next year. If I'm answering honestly to Travis, right. but I think I wouldn't can, expect it. Yeah. I wouldn't expect them to, but I, I think they can compete to win the conference again. That'll be a great game against Clemson and it'll be here. If, and I, I will, yeah, and the reason two years I think is, is fair is because you do have a, if they can keep them together, I really liked a lot of the young talent on this team. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of those young DBs. I think are going to be really good. Young receivers are really talented. You're going to have good backs. I mean, I just I think you in the line, you might have a really good offensive line at that point. So we'll see. But but I think two years is definitely fair. By the way, yeah. do y'all think they get a running back in the portal? Yeah, I think so. Probably. probably. I didn't. I look. I. I just I don't I don't necessarily like what I saw, but you have Toa Feely who wasn't there. He'll be on the team. That helps. But yeah, you know. and you also have an incoming freshman that's a stud. Yeah, yeah. So I, the, I wonder what they'll do there in the portal if that if that's it's not it's not a priority, but if one falls to you, right. yeah. they're they're definitely they're definitely looking at some running backs for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that too. They made it obvious with the Toledo kid, right? So I mean, I mean, they, there are kids out there, but I'm not going to overpay for that. I'll overpay for a linebacker, defensive end, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. Other than that, the rest is luxury for now. You got to build that up. They got to get mm. that bigger and stronger. Seminole headlines, ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Back to headliner questions. Let's get to them. Uh, we have Sanja Wright. No questions. Just want to say I love you, family. Go Knowles. Oh, thanks, Sanja. We love you too. That's very nice. Uh, Mary, our old friend Mary, writes. Uh, I'll tune oh. in now. That we are through with that cold, dark December. Mm, I don't amen. think I could have taken one more day of it. That was a, that was, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if there's been a month quite like that. Uh, and hopefully there's never one, another one like it again. That was brutal. Would you equate it to uh, like whatever November that was, November of 09, where all, where Tiger Woods ran into that tree and then 70 <laughs> women fell out of it? Yeah. Like, it, that was a rough month for Tiger that ended him with having that weird ass press conference about going to right. rehab. Uh, that that kind of Tiger was at the top. He it was kind of looked like a robot. Yeah, I mean, I felt like that was Florida State's month. Yeah, Tiger you, on top of the world to sixty-three to three, just a kick in the nuts. Have a press conference saying I got to go to rehab. Wasn't there uh, in, in somewhere along the way the guy from <clears throat> excuse me from from Augusta National? Said that he was oh, scolded he was, him. He yeah. was uh, disappointed mm. by by Tiger's actions. Like I would have slapped yes. that guy in the face. I would have gotten like old school with white gloves, taken <laughs> yeah. my glove off, and slapped him in the face twice. Yeah, like that it's, guy's ancestors, I'm sure, took part in. Well, well, yeah, no, it's it's all time hilarious. Uh, that guy acting as if he had the right to do that. Was, <laughs> yeah, he had was, the moral authority yeah, to talk moral about anything. Augusta National to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was rich. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Tiger, Tiger is one of many in a long line of very powerful and arrogant men that are stupid enough to leave their burner phone on the coffee table yeah. next to their wife, knowing that he's got 56 texts from horrors. What are you doing, dude? Mine is in my console in my car. Always, <laughs> always underneath stuff. If, Number- if you're if you're living the life, man, you can't you gotta be smarter with your phone. I'd say yep. don't do it, but if you're gonna do it. Don't yeah. be a dumbass. You're all hopped up on goofballs, falling yeah. asleep with your phone. Like, what? get your caddy to text them. So Sir. maybe, maybe that's what the guy was disappointed with. He wasn't disappointed that he did yeah, it. He was, like he was disappointed that he didn't handle his business better. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all got burner phones, Tiger. Tiger. Come on, what are we doing? Um, Lunatic Fringe writes, "Let's hurry up and get to lawsuit season. I'm anxious for discovery." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that is a weird part of all this is so they dropped the lawsuit in late December mm. and that became part of like the people taking shots at Florida state, oh, too, yeah. you know, which is hey, our old friend, Pat 40. Yes. Wrote a whole column that I, I still have not read it, oh. but I had two separate people that I Good like bridge. and respect two separate people text me. This is the dumbest crap I've ever read. It's unreal. I, I, I was, I refuse to read it. I was tempted not to read it because we know, pat but i was like okay i gotta read it. i want to see how he frames this let's see what he does because there's no way to do it so i was kind of curious what kind of straw man he'd make right. and so then i just started to read it and i was like oh my god even for you pat this is yeah. this is this is schmaltz nonsense what are we I doing and i didn't read it either but i saw it uh you know part of it uh uh, a paragraph or two, somebody had tweeted me or texted me, and I'm like, oh, or I saw it on Twitter maybe. I was like, oh, he's making that comparison to poverty in the world. And then, you know, what's funny is his first headline on Twitter that he's like, hey, read my column, everyone, was Florida State's ridiculous money grab. He described it as ridiculous. And then, of course, I don't know, a day later, like clockwork, he complains about the reaction Florida State fans had to his tweet. It's I, I get so sick of that. You say something completely insulting and stupid, which the basis of that, at least that I didn't read the story. So I think it was an overall uh, lament of what college football has become, which is a yes, money grab. But he uses Florida, Florida State. State he uses Florida example. State as example. Not that the fact that the whole Pac-12 is f- dissolved no, because of dude. money. <laughs> So, well, we're not live, we're but recorded. he doesn't use we're that. That's... People have to edit this, my man. Sorry, but anyway. Well, I mean, at least I know who I'm talking about, unlike Ira. He's saying nonsense. He's a Pat Forty fan. But so, like, you use that as an example in your tweet, and then you get upset. Oh, predictably, Florida State fans are mad at me. Yeah, man, it is predictable. That's And you knew that was coming, so don't then try to play the victim. Like, you can't provoke people. That's and they what, get mad when you get a response. Anyway, I mean, sorry, it just made it made me really mad that all of a sudden Florida State is the poster child of what's wrong with college this is football. Our, our, that, you and I talked. The Longhorn Network started it all. That's the poster child of what's wrong with college football. Florida State is just the last team trying to get some money. Lost its way a long time ago. The NCAA lost power a long time ago. There's no czar. We get it. But this is this is this is what that medium has become that's why you can't go there you right. can't really like hang out in, in in the twitterverse very long yeah yeah, uh, yeah it'll drive you nuts i mean you start reading straw man stupid arguments irrationality well i mean just I this whole say, premise go ahead i'm sorry you know i was just saying i did say 
the unfortunate aspect of all of this in beyond just the obvious, which was the snub, is that somehow, some way, Florida State has become the object of fury for college football fans who have watched their sport dissolve into this mess. Somehow, Florida State represents all that is wrong because yeah. they, they didn't like Florida State fans bitching about being left out. So then if you live on Twitter, you're going to see that over and over and over and over again, right? Then Because they thought thou protest too much. You know, and in their mind, Florida State wouldn't have competed, so therefore stop talking. That's their thought, right? Then it became the lawsuit. Well, who, who sues their conference? Well, well, how entitled is Florida State? They never – nobody of these people look at the big picture. Then they opt out. So, oh, Florida State's – look at Florida State. They're, all their kids opt out. they got a terrible culture, and these bowl games are terrible. It's Florida State's fault. It's weird that Florida State has just become the target. It's a weird it, – it, but in that instance, that's a lot of news to make in a one month span. You know what I mean? mean? You get left out. Nobody's ever been left out like that before. Then you sue your conference to get out of it. That's news. And then you go and have your whole team opt out and lose by 60 points. That was a lot of, it was a perfect storm. It was a, uh, a confluence of a lot of weird things happening at once where Florida state was in the middle of it. But also but in what, what's infuriating about a guy like Pat 40 and you know, there was a guy, one of the guys, Peter Burns or whatever, the SEC Network guy that I retweeted yeah. yesterday. It's so disingenuous to act like this is some sport from 40, what you thought it was 30 years ago. Like, we're not there anymore. So the idea that this team is more honorable or these players are more, I mean, they're, this sport is not what you, I don't know if it ever was what it was. I, I think I asked Aslan that while we were down in Miami. When we all thought this sport was whatever we thought it was 30 years ago in terms of like amateurism and team d'esprit de corps and all that stuff, I don't know if it ever really was what we believed it was, but we did sure know in 2023 it is not what it was. So don't use that to hold people to higher standards than other people. Are you going to bleep that out, what Ira just said, that bad word? I don't even know what I said. (laughs) Well, it's far for the course for this day. (laughs) I, this whole segment might get deleted. <laughs> at this, at Sorry, this Sorry but, uh, Tom. Pat Forty gets us fired up, baby. Pat Forty. Scotty wants to know how Sankey's going to get Bama in the title game. Yeah, that's um, a good question. I t- I'll give this to Sankey. If he was given a platform, he'd take it and lobby <laughs> like hell to make it happen. Unlike our commissioner in the ACC, that deadbeat staring off at the moon like an ass. He's a useless All right. individual. Here we yeah. go. Now you, uh, you completed the trio. There it is. Uh, three major edits for segment two, hour two. Well, no, <laughs> you can say the D word. You can say damn. That's fine. It's just my word was not maybe appropriate. Yeah, but what I just said uh, is not going to work. Uh, also, Ira said, uh, what did you say? A spreed, spreed a, a core. A spreed a core. Man, we, I, that might have been the first time we've had that on this show. Breaking the ground. Um, yep. Jensen reviewing the season. I know Bell was hurt most of the year, but at times this offense really was stagnant with the tight end play. Uh, He wants to know basically the way we view recruiting at the tight end position and and what we think is going to happen. Well, they like, they like the, they just got the best one in the country um, from the high school ranks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much he'll play as a freshman, but I think he'll play some. I like Morlock a lot, who I think another year here will be very, very good. Yeah. But I think Thomas is going to play some next year. I don't know how much, but he's going to play. He's going to be a weapon. And Jackson West came a long way. Uh, 
Jeff's favorite, Jackson West. He's actually healthy and playing now, so that's all positive. Um, I yeah, I don't know, man. Jaheim Bell, I still think was a was. Well, he's really good before he he, got hurt. Right, he was still a very big upgrade. I mean, there's a lot of plays in the season that were phenomenal plays that that kid made. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he's representative. He's representative of what happened. From the unlucky standpoint of injuries, I mean, he's really represented. You had a lot of players playing through some things, and that made them a shell of what they were in the first half of the season. Listen, pretty obvious Keelan Coleman wasn't the same player over the last four weeks that he was the previous eight weeks. But that's that's the beauty of the playoff, is you would have got a month to go for those guys to heal. Yeah, they had a lot of guys miss time or play through a lot of things. Now, that is any given season. You're unlucky or you're not, right, when it comes to injuries. 2013, Knowles, nobody got hurt. Brian Stork briefly, right? That's it. Everybody was healthy. That team was loaded for bear every week. Well, Tyler Hunter did get knocked out for the season, and they replaced them with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, something Georgia, something Georgia would do right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something Georgia would do right now. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, Florida State was very unlucky in conjunction with all the other nonsense that we. Yeah. Can- well, they were unlucky with some injuries. They went thirteen and zero. Yeah. Anyway, I thought so. They handled it pretty well. Headliner questions will continue when we come back. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Wrapping it up. Here we go. More questions. Uh, let's compare the QB performance, um, FSU ACC Championship game, and or Alabama's Rose Bowl game. Yeah, I, that's you're going to get a lot of these. Similar. Yeah, very similar. Um, If defense wins games, Florida State should have been there. Gary asked this question, and Gary's come at all of us at various points here. He's upset. He doesn't think it's realistic for FSU to believe they're going to go into the SEC or the Big Ten. In fact, he's certain of it. He writes, question, in the real world, FSU's chances to be invited into either the SEC or the Big Ten are slim and none. So what would happen if FSU successfully exits the ACC? It's time to get real. Um. Well, look. You're on mute, Ira. What's going on here with your? You mute Come on, yourself? Ira. Get it together. He's it probably together. out there cussing up a storm as usual. Yeah, well, he at least he had it himself. on mute. Yeah. He's mad at Gary. I was. Go ahead, Gary. I mean, in the real world, that's foolish. Um, because Fox is going to want Florida State and Clemson, uh, and then maybe that will make ESPN and SEC want Florida State and Clemson just to keep them away from Fox. But imagine the Big Ten with Florida State and Clemson in it, and I can tell you, people in the Big Ten are thinking about that. Because that makes them the best conference in the in the sport. Yeah, so. here's the thing, and I'm not trying to dismiss Gary because I mean he's a smart guy, and and I know he believes what he believes. And there are some people in the media who you know even you know cover some of these conferences that are convinced that those conferences are not going to want Florida State or Clemson or, or whoever. I just think there's enough evidence to see the way the actions of the Big Ten, as Corey was saying, the actions of Big Ten and Fox, where they are trying to become you know they they they're not on the level of the sec the money's great they're they make more money than the sec but in terms of the product on the field they're not at that level so we do think there would be an attraction to being in the southeast and having schools like florida state and clemson that have won national championships and open up these recruiting territories and the financial benefits available and then if that happens and we have enough you know and again this isn't all officially on the record but we've got enough signs that that's where things could be going. And then that would lead to 
the SEC possibly trying to play defense also, and keeping them out. It's a race for assets, and the standards right. of old are not applicable anymore. So if you're looking at it from an academic standpoint, Gary, uh, th that goes out the window. Uh, the old standard, if you're saying that Florida State doesn't meet the Big Ten standards, academic standards, um, it doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, at this point, if you're trying to build uh, the strongest conference built with the best assets, which grabs the largest television contract, then it is about Fox and ESPN dictating terms to the conferences. This is less about the SEC or the Big Ten deciding and more about the comp the, the, the TV networks deciding. I will say this. Nobody knows for sure what this thing is. Any of this is going to look like in 2031. Like none of us know. It might no, be just right. the NFC and the AFC. Like we we have it no idea like what, this, what this sport is going to look like. I just think it's foolish to think that whatever this ends up being in 10 years, this sport that we know it, Florida State will be somewhere where it's competing for championships. You yeah. think it's probably in the Big Ten, but it's going to have it's going to be in a good place of where it can compete for championships. Well, and, and I, and I, well, I was just going to say, I've never said in, in to, to Gary, because he does comment to us a lot, I've never acted like that there's no risk involved with Florida State's yeah. doing. And I'm not 100% sure it's all going to work out perfectly. What right. we do know is staying put, in this conference and making $40 million a less sentence. every year is you might as well just say, we're going to go into oblivion and not be a, a program of significance anymore. So they're taking their shot. Yeah. The only thing I take exception to Gary, and I have no problem. I'm, I appreciate you listening to it and reading our work and listening to the shows and all of that. But it's kind of implied that you think that we're knowingly leading people astray with our assertion that Florida state uh, could end up in the sec or the big 10. And that's offensive. And, and wrong. It's also not the approach we're taking at all. So, um, yeah, no. you tell them, Jeff. No, it's just ridiculous. Uh, R.A. Andrews writes, should have been happy new year as media. How do you respond personally to outside media running erroneous hit pieces when you know the facts and they write as if local media is biased? Um, well, I laugh. I used to not laugh. Some people I would take the task, but it's really kind of fruitless because what they're doing is in order to gain clicks, uh, they're catering. Uh, and, and in addition to that, we know, at least with some of them, that as I've said before, it's disingenuous. It is definitely intellectually dishonest, and it's part and parcel to the, I guess, times we live in with social media. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's where we're at. What's also changed in the landscape of, of college football media is there was a time, again, 30 years ago, where a lot of times the national media – uh, Sally Jenkins or Ivan Mizell, whoever, oh any God. of those people. Sally Jenkins still around? She yeah. is. She is still around. But yeah. those types of people back then, they come down from Sports Illustrated or they come over to the Dallas Morning News or the LA yeah. Times, whatever. They held, come in, they held, yeah. They would come in and Bobby Bowden or whoever coached, whatever camp, Tom Osborne, whatever, they would share with them insights and information that a lot of times the local media didn't get. So there were, there was a time when those national voices actually sometimes had even more insight. But it is completely 180 degrees the other way now. These yeah. markets are saturated so much. There is so much coverage and access now that the local media is where the real information is. And those national people a lot of times are out of touch. So the only way to stay relevant is to just become flamethrowers and say – Yeah, it's a shit. good point. You know, but. it's funny. You go back before the 2013 season, even before the 2012 season where we got it a little wrong, uh, I remember saying on the air in my show that – listen, guys, don't listen to the national media. They're always the last to know when a team's about to turn it around. We know on the ground, because we're watching these guys and who they are, that Florida State is this close to being a national championship contender. I remember saying that because you had all of the write-ups as if, right. Heather Dinich did one of them, you, you, you could remember Pete, these Pete folks. Pete Thamel. 
Yeah, Pete, they were Pete all Damo, Pete Damo blocked Corey. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, they were all writing that Florida State's local media had no clue that this was a program that was years away. And we were saying, uh, no, man, this kid Winston's kind of special. And, and oh, by the way, they're also loaded at every position. They're going to be really good really soon. It may even be this year. And then after it happens, you never see those people go back and go, oh, sorry about that. I had it wrong. They never do. They never. But I think, and I bet the reason, again, Corey got blocked by Pete Damos, I think back then we felt like we had to go at those people a lot. Now, yeah. the Pat Forty thing, I didn't read it. Corey, I don't think no, I didn't read it. Yeah. So the, the, I think we're at a point now where even the, the, the fans, certainly the media locally, don't feel like we even need to fight some of those battles anymore. I'm going to tell that quick story in 30 seconds. It was after the 2012 Orange Bowl. Pete Thamel was there. Oh, an older woman from Lonnie Pryor's hometown. I remember this whole thing she asked. Well, some some readers, some listeners might not. Um, She asked Lonnie Pryor, do you know how proud the Okeechobee, wherever Lonnie Pryor was from, Okeechobee. She was a photographer for his local paper. And she asked the question, Lonnie, do you know how proud we all are, or your hometown is of you? And then Pete Thamel gets on Twitter and says, this FSU media, basically this FSU media is a joke. Listen to this question. And and basically uh, quotes the question from the woman putting her in the box with us when it was clear she was from his hometown. It wasn't FSU media, yeah. but he presented it as such. And so I said what an idiot he was on Twitter. And he blocked <laughs> with good reason, but he was a complete idiot. And that's the beauty of Twitter. 25 years ago, Thamel would just write something like that, and you can't dispute it. Now you can dispute it in real time and show what's really happened. Uh, my bigger problem isn't when somebody makes uh, does something like that. It's when they do it knowingly. Yeah. And so that, that's the problem I have. Like you can get something wrong. We all get something wrong. We've all made mistakes. We've all said something we thought to be true or we've analyzed something and turned out we right. were wrong about that. If you're doing it, if you're coming at it from a genuine place, right. if you're looking at it and you do so, you know, authentically, you present your opinion and it turns out to be wrong. Fine. Whatever. I got it wrong. You know what? I'll admit that all day long. I get a lot of things wrong. So I'm paid for an opinion on a daily basis. It's going to happen. You're going to remember that I got something wrong. It's when you do something like that and you know damn well what was going on. If you're Thamel and you know that lady doesn't yeah. represent Florida State media and you still do that in order to garner what? Clicks, views, yeah. whatever that is, then then you can go to hell. Hey, uh, so you That's, that's about, essentially, you wrapped up what I said and why I got blocked. So you talked about uh, Jesse Palmer. How was Joe Tess on the uh, call? He was fine. You could tell they were very sensitive. They knew that it, they couldn't really say anything. I think, I think Tess was what he was. He kept talking about Georgia may break the record, which he was right. They, they were on the cusp of breaking the record. Um, but Jesse, I thought, was very good. I thought he nailed it. I think, you know, several but times did, over. They didn't, beat, about, they didn't beat the drum that, oh, no, Georgia's got a better not, culture. Not one time did they say anything about that. Okay. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm going to say it repeatedly. I thought Jesse was really good. He kept saying that, you know, it, there's no getting around the fact that Florida State had an incredible season, 13-0, and 0, that – Mike Norvell's done an awesome job. This isn't representative of who they are. Oh, by the way, if you're a Florida State fan, I know this hurts, but that quarterback looks like he's getting a lot better in a hurry. He pointed out that he was an Elite 11 player that Ohio State had committed. He pointed out that Florida State has real talent now. And it was – I think he was helping. I think he felt bad the same way a lot of ex-players feel bad no matter where they went to school about what happened to Florida State. You know he's a Gator and Canadian, right? I did. Okay, and that's not best of both the best of both worlds. <laughs> By the way, folks, I've said this before. I just, just because Ira brought up Canada, Lee Greenwood did write a song called "Proud to Be a Canadian." I'm not joking. It's not a parody. He was. It was a money grab. After he wrote "Proud to Be American," you can find it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Go look up Lee Greenwood "Proud to Be a Canadian." 
it's going to make your head spin there's, and blood boil. There's also, other both there's tongues suck equally. There's other countries that would have been worse though. Well, like that's true. we can't get too mad at it. I just don't like. I thought Canada. you were an American, Lee. I thought it was just about the great U.S. of A. Not, he did. Think, he know, does one. For, he does one from North Korea. Or yeah. some other are, you, are you saying he's just in it for the money? You think he's <laughs> apparently, pandering? Apparently, I thought he wrote those lyrics from the heart. You thought it was genuine? And it's funny you? though. Just the uh, the altered lyrics are really funny. It's the same exact tune, same exact song, but the lyrics obviously are different. He's not talking about Redwood Forest, but, it, or whatever he says. Would it be awesome if he did one for like every country? He and, should. And, yeah, he just wrote Dude, one. There, you know, there's yeah. a there's a guy on you. Uh, I think it's on YouTube or Spotify, whatever. My kids found who does songs for every city in America, basically every city in America. He's got one for Tallahassee. He's got one for Tampa. He's got one for, and he'll just, he'll, he'll, he just, just, it sounds like he's riffing it. He's like, Tallahassee, Florida is a great American town. (laughs) And he'll just like, he'll throw out like two facts that he'll Google on Wikipedia or whatever. And then just riff a song. And he's got one. I'm telling you, I don't know the guy's name. You can find him on Spotify or wherever, but he's got a song for everything. They're all awful. But he's yep. literally got a song like that. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're. I'm, you I'm glad you're pimping him. Then I'm glad oh, you're getting his name out there. It's well, you didn't be, get his name out there. It'd be hard for Lee Greenwood at the end where he does the big grandiose "God bless the USA." Like, how would he do it for China? How would he? Because it doesn't. Whoever, it, who's doesn't the leader of China? You just say God bless. Yeah, you wouldn't say God bless though, would you? You'd yeah, say, long live. Yeah, yeah, it's the- really difficult to. Yeah. yeah, how would you? How would you? How would you do it? Um, all right. So last last question here. Um, can we talk about the noticeable difference in open field one-on-one tackling shown in the college football semis and FSU's defense this past season? Well, I thought, man, FSU's DBs, I thought tackled really well in space this year. Uh, he did, ben. especially did in, against Renardo Florida. Green. You were Renardo Green's a, a really good tackler. Jarian yeah. Jones had, I mean, I thought they, I, I mean, there were some games that wasn't a big where problem. missed tackles, but I, there's no, a, that, every that wasn't college the problem football team year. has missed tackles. The Alabama's first touchdown, I think that Michigan safety is a good player, number Woo! zero. He wouldn't have gotten him down if if he was down with just a finger touch. Like he that was, got left in the dust. That was also impressive. That move, that little shift, yeah. that little wiggle. You're like, oh yeah. goodness gracious! I felt yeah, bad for that safety. He's left out to dry. So don't zero's we, like, oh, he don't see this in the Big Ten much. Well, but man, he rallied up and played. I'm better just telling you, if, as a safety, you expect him to get bumped before he gets yeah. to you. He never got bumped. My yeah. and he <laughs> just did a little bit of that. I he did a little bit of that. Here. My man didn't even get touched. <laughs> it's like Amp Lee. Amp Lee just shaking him. He just falls just to the wrong. side. For Ira and Corey up, Jeff, thanks to Tom. Thanks to Ben. Thanks to Matthew. I don't know who's going to do all the editing. Clean this, clean this one Good up. luck, gang. Good yeah, luck. We appreciate you. Thanks to all of you guys. Happy New Year. We'll be back uh, with more all week long. Things are getting back to normal. Take care. Don't forget to go to warchant.com and catch up on the transfer portal. Good news coming, right? Lots of good news coming, we think. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Peace.